0: Yeah. Patriots has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth. So buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorey at the Patriot Factor. Friday night edition of the show, 10th of March. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig.
1: And uh, I'm just waking up from our interesting conversation we just
0: had. Yeah, I know. It was a real snooze fest. Folks, what we're trying to do, I, I got a new vehicle a week ago, and we're trying to give it a name. I want to give it a name.
1: Okay, Craig names his car. I've only named one car in my life, and that was a car that I bought with my own money.
0: I mean, I had one that was the Blue Max. I had uh, the White Shadow. I had Vinnie Van Gogh, uh, Moby. Um, you know, I mean, and, and they all kind of fit the car. You know, they fit the vehicle. And uh, I just, you know, I've been driving this thing for a week. And it just hasn't hit me yet what name it should have. FJB. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's not bad. You I, can I call it F for short. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll name it that because I don't want anything to do with that pudding head. But. Um, you know, I just I don't know, yeah. But yeah, folks. Before the show, we were just sitting here chatting. I said I, I got to come up with a name for my. Yeah, one of the one of the names I thought of was Kirby. I have a better one. The one I told you, Clive. But it's not a British car. Clive is know, such a British name. Because
1: it just looks like a Clive to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it clive to me seems a little bit sleeker i mean this is this is a van you know so yeah. i don't know clive it's not british the color the color is i think what tipped me off on that name Yeah, you know, maybe blue lou for blue lou marini
1: you, you already had something like that
0: well i had the blue max but you know i mean blue lou i mean great saxophonist Part, part oh, actually, uh, part of the Blues Brothers band.
1: Yeah. Well, how about naming it "Wish You weren't Blue"?
0: <laughs> yeah, the color is going to have to grow on me, folks. Yes. It's um, it, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been the color. You know, if I had my choice of colors, this would not have been in the top five. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's my it's a it's a good vehicle. So.
1: Yeah, and that's more important I'm not, yeah. than
0: the color. You know. Oh, guess what? Uh, I am pretty sure it was previously owned by Holy Rollers.
1: Oh dear, you better do an exorcism.
0: You know, the the reason I say that is because when we got it, my wife reached under the front seat. I don't know why she reached under there, but she did, and she found uh a packet, a big packet of like 25 30, cds and it's all god's greatest hits oh, oh dear <laughs> so oh dear uh, it, it was either a church van or it was owned by a bunch of holier than thou's okay that's I, I why i it. said
1: you need an exorcism
0: well but the good thing about it is they don't drive their vehicles hard
1: that's very true, and maybe you got a you know a nice little old church going lady who just drove it back and forth to church. Yeah, you never know,
0: you know. But I yeah. mean, it's it's in good shape. It's a good van. Um, it's getting me around, so that's the important thing. But it mm-hmm. needs a name. Well, by I can't next help week, you with that. By next week, I'll have a name. Ah. Uh okay well folks look it's friday and and that means we we have a little fun on friday shows mm-hmm. today will not be an exception to that rule especially in the
1: second half
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just i look at my my list of of topics here and those two make me laugh so you, you don't want to miss the second half of the show those two make me gag <laughs> You'll see what we're talking about when we get to it. But let's start down there in Florida, Ron DeSantis, he has and now he has not announced that he's running. Uh he no. said a couple of months ago, several months ago that he wouldn't announce probably till May. Right. So we got another month, month and a half, couple of months, you know, to go on that. But regardless of whether he's running or not at this point, he's picked up a pretty good endorsement, and the source of that endorsement is interesting. Yes,
1: well, let's start by saying he's a former acting uh, deputy secretary of Homeland Security and Virginia Attorney General Ken Cuccinelli.
0: Now, that's a name a lot of people will recognize.
1: Yes, he's launched a political Action committee, a pack for DeSantis called "Never Back Down," and it's actually urging DeSantis to run against Trump in twenty twenty four. Strike while the momentum is decidedly in his favor.
0: Good for Ken Cuccinelli. I Absolutely. came up with an idea for for hats for Ron DeSantis. Okay, and and this this will make Trump trembling mad. Okay. Make America free again.
1: Yeah. Or just (laughs) how about simply free America? Because that would be his uh, platform, folks, because he, during all these lockdowns and nonsense by Biden and crew, he kept Florida free. We're now, yeah, we're the sunshine state, but more importantly, we're the free state of Florida, our businesses open sooner than anyone, our schools open sooner than anyone we had lower COVID rates because he allowed herd immunity to start taking hold plus the vaccines were not mandated we have no vaccine passports he ruled the state with common sense and he wants to do or he will want to do what he did in Florida in keeping us free for the country, he his platform will be to turn us back to the right. Yeah. Without being overly religious, he's not a, a born again, guys. He's not a refry. He's not a what do you call them, Craig? Um, holier than thou. Holier than thou. He's not. He's he's a he's a Christian, but he's mainline. Um, but his policies are so, so good. And, I mean, our restaurants were open. We were free to come and go without masks. We didn't see the spikes that everybody was so afraid of. None of that happened. And it's because of his policies. Plus, what he's doing on the west coast of Florida, things are moving along Unbelievably fast, he had a washed away bridge replaced whole and operational in a matter of weeks. That was the bridge from the mainland over to Sanibel and Captive Island. Um,
0: now, he is, make, is Sanibel Island back open? I mean, can our businesses yes. run on over there now?
1: Yes, it opened in the beginning of February. Wow, uh, businesses are rebuilding. There's, there's a lot of damage. I'm not going to say there's not. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, it's one of my favorite places and has probably one of my favorite restaurants ever, the Timbers. And that is open. A small section is open as they continue to, you know, fix each section as they go. Um, they're but, but hoping to reopen the Bubble Room on Captiva. And that's a restaurant that's famous
0: for its desserts. But the, um, the the water has receded, right? So no more swim up dining.
1: No more swim up dining. Well, okay. It's very um, upsetting to those of us who routinely went there. It's very upsetting to see certain things like Cassia Bell, which was built in the late eighteen hundreds and had very famous people staying in it, and it was. Right smack on the Gulf, it was absolutely beautiful, and it's it's heavily damaged. Um, many palm trees are gone. The island took the brunt of the storm, um, but he has done remarkable
0: work, and he's done it without help from the federal government. And that's a key thing right there. Right. Yeah. So right. Ken Cuccinelli… Launching a pack, um, which is obviously uh, bent on getting Ron DeSantis in the race, I, I swear he's going to run. I, I've been saying this for months and months and months he's going to run, and I stand by it.
1: I think in the end he will run, but again, it all depends on how his wife Casey is doing, that this remission holds. And if this holds, like so far, it's doing great, then I think he will definitely run.
0: Now, not not that you've run in the same circles as Ron, but have mm-hmm. you have you ever met Casey DeSantis?
1: I'm well. I've met Ron DeSantis uh,
0: a number of times through Breck, the uh,
1: Broward Republican Executive Committee. I did see Casey once at a um, dinner. But did I meet her personally? No, um, but she appears extremely nice. I am well, that's, one that's of what I,
0: that's what I was going to ask. You know, if you'd met her, yeah. I'm interested to know if she's as nice in in real life as she appears to be when you hear her in interviews and uh, hear yes. her speaking on a stage, and she just comes across so genuine.
1: Yes, she does. I mean, she um, would bring millennia-type class back to the White House, you know, after Dr. Jill. Um, What I like about DeSantis is that he's an ex-Navy SEAL and a JAG lawyer. And I've said this before. I mean, Trump was a a great president, a good commander-in-chief, But he did lack one thing that Ron DeSantis has. And I believe, and I have said this since day one, I think anyone who's going to be commander in chief needs to have military experience, whether it's in action, whether it's enlistment, whether it's in the National Guard, some type of military experience. And Ron DeSantis fits that to a T.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea at
1: all. Yeah, If you're going to be commander in chief, at least if you've had military experience and he had tours of duty over in the war zones, you can understand what the troops are going in. Like if you're going to say you're going into such and such a country, him having done so, he understands what that involves. And as good as Trump was as a commander in chief, that particular connection could never be
0: there. Right, right. Well, I mean, the military certainly respected Trump. Yes, you know, absolutely. I mean, there there was there was no problem there. So, you know, That's, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he does. But when you pull in a name hitter like Ken Cuccinelli, and it's yeah. it, 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 you know, when I say that, let me let me just clarify that it's not like Ron DeSantis went out and say said, "Hey, Ken, you know, no, can you had no idea fire up a pack for me." But when when people of that stature, Ken Cuccinelli's stature, right. start up a pack for you, that tells you something about the impact you're having beyond your own state.
1: Exactly, and and what he's basing this on is his quote: "What's best for America?" He was asked that question, and this is Cuccinelli. I. Conclude pretty easily that Governor DeSantis is the best Republican executive that we've had in decades and is exactly the person who can be, best lead us not only to win in 2024, but to lead as well as president and to be a great president. And in that, I agree. Trump was a great president. Don't get me wrong, our economy was. Fantastic. We were respected on the world stage. There was no major wars under President Trump. I mean, if he gets the nomination, I will happily vote for him again. But he's employing tactics that even our side is getting tired of. The name calling, the putting the candidates down. He needs to run on his positives from his administration, instead of bringing in these old negatives that
0: are really childish, well, he's afraid of Ron DeSantis. Uh, yes, you know he's afraid of the challenge, and, and that and that's obvious. He wouldn't be going after Ron DeSantis if he didn't think DeSantis was a legit challenger.
1: Well, let me leave you with this: this one thing about DeSantis. Now, for the most part, you know, DeSantis has not engaged Trump. He's actually been the bigger man by not, you know, oh, you're Trump this or you're Trump that. He's remained quiet. However, when Trump started in with all his stuff, I made you, you know, yes, he gave him his endorsement. DeSantis never denied that. But what he said was, I'm now brushing off Trump's remarks as background noise because he used to say how great a governor I was. And then when I win a big victory on my own, and all of a sudden, he had different opinions. So you guys take that for what it's worth. Interesting. In other words, he was saying he knows Trump helped him in the first run, and he barely runs. Ran uh, one because you know the de- Democrats threw in so much money down here for that guy that turned out to be a drug addict and everything else. Right. Um, and and Trump did help him, but no one has won by the kind of margin in the state of Florida or in most states as governors that he did over nineteen points, bordering on twenty. Every county in this state is now red, except two. And when you can do that, and when you can turn die-hard blue, Miami-Dade solid red, you have crossover votes, well, meaning Democrats voted Republican. And I know a number of them that did. Um, that says a lot, and that says the nation will take Ron DeSantis, the Democrats, And the independents, I think, now more serious than Trump. Because when Carrie Lake, the other day, came out and said, it's Trump's turn, something in me just cringed. Because that was the line used, it's Hillary's turn.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. I felt the same way. that,
1: That doesn't sit well with me, and I hope Trump does not pick her as his running
0: mate well that's about all the time we have tonight folks <sighs> no, no it's just, not i'm <laughs> just kidding
1: we're we're less than the halfway mark because the beginning of the show was all about naming your car
0: <laughs> which which we still haven't done mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the uh, the democrats on a house committee yesterday did their level best to smear a couple of journalists now these two journalists were part of the group that was releasing the Twitter files just a few months ago, right? And Mm -hmm. both of these journalists that were sitting there as witnesses yesterday are liberals. They're liberal journalists. Right. Okay? But yet they were the ones that were putting all the the Twitter files together and releasing them to the public. Now, yesterday in front of this committee, oh my God, the liberals had no interest in the Twitter files whatsoever. All they wanted to do was try and run these two journalists into the ground. In other words, don't deal with the message, but attack the messengers. Right.
1: And this man's name is Stacy Plackett. Is
0: that a man or a woman? That's, that's a woman. Um, a woman. Yeah, she is, she is from uh, D.C. Yeah, Virgin Islands. And she's not actually – she doesn't have a vote in Congress. She is there right. as a, a kind of a formality. Right. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So she um, brought this up, and she was saying things like this – isn't just a matter of what data was given to the so-called journalists before us now. And then she went on to say there were many legitimate questions about where Musk got the financing to purchase Twitter. But you know what, folks? That's nobody's business. No. If you really look at it, he's a private individual investing in a private company, and where he gets his money is nobody's business.
0: Well, we have a pretty good idea where he got it. Now, yeah, he raised some money through some investors, but a lot of it came from selling off some of his stocks and, you know, digging into his own, you know, wallet and and everything. But like you say, it doesn't really matter. What got to me there was she called these two so called journalists. So called, so called -called. journalists. You know, she's a so called congresswoman.
1: Yeah, well, um, uh, Tabibi, if that's the correct way to pronounce his name, he's a bit more than a so called journalist. He did work for Rolling Stone for many years, but he won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for independent journalism, and he's written 10 books, including four New York Times bestsellers. That's her, some journalist.
0: Yes, so called journalist. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now, one of the things the liberals on that panel were trying to do desperately yesterday was they were trying to find out who the source was. Mm-hmm. And to their credit, both these guys sat there and said, we're not giving up our source. Exactly. You know, well... Well, was it Elon Musk? We're not giving up our source. Well, can you confirm it was Elon? We're not giving up our source. Oh, and the more they the more they said they weren't going to reveal the source, the matter the liberals got.
1: And I and you got to love it, folks, because the number one thing in journalism, you never betray or give up your sources.
0: Ever. No, if you do, all your sources go away. You give up one, they all go away.
1: You lose your credibility as a journalist as well.
0: You know now, while all of this was going on, um, <laughs> Jim Jordan was heading up the committee, and he was <laughs> just kind of sitting back into his chair laughing. You know, because you know he, he's like, they're not going to. If you're asking them to give up their source, they're not going to give up their source. You know, and, right. and and then these these liberals on the committee. Well, we're not trying to get them to give up their source. Now, who was your source? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. No this
1: this whole thing was a dog and pony show put on a, by a woman who really has absolutely um, no effect on Congress. It's sort of like because it's the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's sort of like okay, we'll let you do this, this, and this, but you have no vote. You're not, you know, a, a main member of Congress. It's sort of an honorary position. Right. Right. And she's the one there, you know, bloviating, and she just wouldn't stop.
0: Yeah, she was not going to give it up. She wasn't going to shut up. And, and these, you know, Talebi and uh, the other guy, Mike, I can't think of his last name, um, the other Sch- Schillenberger yeah Schellenberger. you know they at, at several points they started laughing yeah. because it was so absurd yes
1: but the best part is these are liberals these are not your far left liberals either one of these two men but they are liberals and they stood strong for their rights as journalists, not to have to give up your sources and that says a lot because not many Democrats would do that
0: no and and that tells you right there these guys are legitimate journalists. yes yeah they're not so-called journalists they're legit right? absolutely. now another interesting thing if if you know if you have a chance folks, go to YouTube and and find some of the clips. Uh, from that hearing. And, you know, give give it a listen, give it a watch. But I think one of the most interesting things about it was the fact that the liberals were all giddy when conservatives were being censored on Twitter. Right, right. When, when conservatives were being banned from Twitter, shadow banned, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and all of that, they thought, oh, that was great. You know, but now... You've got a couple of journalists that helped release the Twitter files, and now they hate journalists. Yeah. Well, let me yeah. tell you something. They don't, they don't hate journalists. They only hate journalists who don't do what they're told by, right. by the liberal Learn machine. their pockets. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I found that very interesting and very telling. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. at one point, at one point, one of those liberals was asking them about somebody else, another journalist who was also releasing some of the Twitter files. And um, they said, well, you know, who is she? Well, she's a journalist. And right. uh, that, that was what Talibi said. And the lady says, I'm not asking you, I'm asking him. And so he <laughs> looks at her and says, she's a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> She said, "So you uh, you collaborate sometimes." said, "So uh, you're a threesome," and everybody oh. in the room started laughing, including the two witnesses, Schellenberger and understand, and
1: Liberals don't use any working brain cells; uh, they get their things out of thin air.
0: And and Schellenberger, you know, when he finally quit chuckling. He said, "Well, there's there's more more than just the three of us," mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there at home thinking, "Well, okay, it's an orgy, ah, or toga party." It's a, yeah, it could be a, it could be a frat party. We don't know, um, right? But yeah, I mean, it was it was just crazy. They weren't interested, you know, one lick in the Twitter files. They weren't interested in any of the stuff. This this whole committee was about the weaponization of the government against the people.
1: Well, you know what? What they were doing is they were doing the tactic of divert and deflect. They were staying off the Twitter files themselves by trying to divert attention away from the content of what was in the files.
0: They know very well what's in those files because they helped with the censorship.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you know? And they didn't want that brought up because oh, that no. conversation could have easily been switched by Jim Jordan or somebody, and they would have, you know, really had egg on their
0: faces. Well, they did anyway, because they just made complete horses' asses of themselves. Jordan sure. Jordan was laughing at him he was laughing. And he knew what they were doing. You know, the Republicans yes. on the committee asked legitimate questions about the Twitter files about the uh the meetings uh you know, what they what they discovered about the meetings between let's say the FBI, Homeland Security and other agencies, the weekly meetings they had with Twitter executives telling them, you know, who to censor and, and all that. I mean, so the, the Republicans kept it on track. The Democrats were floundering around like a bunch of morons, trying to uh, trying to talk about anything off topic, right? Yeah, you know? right.
1: I mean, hey. it was it was a joke. You know, it was almost on par with what um, Ellen Stefanik did. Um, on Thursday morning regarding the House Permanent Select Committee's oh. hearings. Remember that? With Christopher Ray.
0: Oh, she had Ray tied knots. Th- uh, this was on a parallel with that. Yeah. Elaine Stefanik, you got to hand it to her. She had the head of the FBI spinning like a lathe. Yes. I mean, it was that was remarkable. And, and if you have the chance folks watch those clips too yeah bray didn't want to answer a single question he didn't want to give a direct answer she was trying to get to are you going to provide a witness at the next hearing and, mm-hmm. and he said well we'll work with you no that's not what i asked you are you going to provide a witness well i said we'd work with you that's not answering the question she she just drilled him <laughs> i mean it was great Folks, we've hit we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we gotta take a quick break. Um I you know what, I had so much fun watching that. I'm probably gonna go back and watch it again tomorrow just for fun.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, I like Elaine Stefani. She she plants her feet and there's no budging her. I I like her a lot. Um like I said, we gotta take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna have some real fun. We're gonna be talking about Doctor Jill and Kamala Harris oh god (laughs) oh man buckle up folks this is gonna be fun stay with us there's more right side patriots after this you're listening to right side patriots radio the best in conservative commentary news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to rspradio1.com.
1: Hi, guys. Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on the PatriotFactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's longtime Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com.
0: Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorey at the Patriot Factor the friday night edition of the show if you miss any part of it just go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning click the podcast button and you're in there yes it's easier than getting 2.0 pillows i can tell you that oh oh god (laughs) (laughs) biggest hypocrite
1: around i'm sorry i gotta put this in if you're talking about the pillows craig You know, here it is, you have a man, an American company, all pro-American, pro-Trump, conservative, the whole nine yards. Where does he get his cotton from? Egypt. As if we don't grow, you know, decent cotton here. Oh, well, Egyptian cotton is the greatest, blah, 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 blah. It all has to do with the processing, you dolt. (laughs) It's to the point I can't stand that man anymore.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, look, we got cotton gins, right? Mm-hmm. We can we can spin cotton, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You don't have to go to you know an Arab state to make your American products.
0: You know what Eli Whitney's famous last words were, don't you?
1: Not off the top of my head, but I I I know there's something funny.
0: Well, you know, you know what he invented, right? He invented the cotton gin. The cotton gin, yeah. Yeah. Famous last words of Eli Whitney. Keep your cotton-picking hands off my gin.
1: Ah, <laughs> okay. I've heard something to that effect.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Kamala Harris. Must we? <laughs> yes, yes, we must. Because, I mean, every time that cackling hen opens her beak... More crap comes flying out than than you can spread with a a John Deere manure spreader. She yeah, got and it's all lies. She got on the topic yesterday of climate mental health.
1: Yeah, but it's not just climate mental health Craig. It's climate mental health issues are affecting our children really like they even know what it is
0: well they don't because kids have been fed all the propaganda in the world you know regarding the weather Mm -hmm. right and they think they're all about to die right yeah you know you got aoc what was that about four years ago uh five years ago now AOC came out and said, uh, you know, the world only has 12 years left. Well, now you take five years off of that. There's only seven years to go and we're all dead. Hey, go back further to Al Gore. Well over
1: 20 years ago, he said we were going to be dead in 12 years. Yeah. I mean, these people are insane. It's the freaking weather.
0: So apparently kids, because Mm -hmm. they've been indoctrinated with bull crap, they're, they're now suffering anxiety over the weather. You really believe this? Well, I, I believe that kids believe it. I don't believe it's real, but I believe there are kids that believe it. Because if you tell them this, you know, if you feed them this from the word go, when they're little tiny kids, they don't know any different. Right? So they all think, oh, my God, sure. we're all going to die. Um, you know, the oceans are going to rise and we're all going to drown. And and now, you know, this. Uh, and you, you brought up how long it's been going on. I'll tell you how long it's been going on. You now have kids in college. And I'm talking about 20, 21, 22, 23, up to 30 years old because some of them are on the parents' house plan. Mm-hmm. You've got kids in college now. That say there's no way they're going to get married or have children because the world's going to end in a few years. Right, right. Well, that you know, they're products of Common Core. Exactly, Common Core thinking, not just Common Core
1: math. Right, uh, uh, Common Core, you know, encompassed all the subjects.
0: But had, had you, until Camilla until Camilla opened her beak yesterday, had you ever heard of climate mental health? No, and I'm sorry I ever heard of it because
1: it's another made up nonsense. It's crap folks,
0: so how do you treat that i mean i'm i'm really i'm I'm honestly wondering how do you treat seriously? that seriously? yeah, I mean, do you go to a psychologist and lay on a couch and and talk about the weather for an hour? No. What do you do?
1: Part of this is the media's fault because they you know Blast out the propaganda. What you do is you turn off the TV, you go to your school board meetings, and you protest and get this crap out of America's schools. This is all made up nonsense. You know, I- and the pro- there's people that lie at fault for this, and that's the generation of parents who weren't there for their kids. They thought our schools were babysitters. Right. Yes, okay, if you have to work, you have to work. Everybody understands that. But don't think of your schools as babysitters. Those are the, the generation where the parents were too busy to be room moms, room dads, go-to-school events, because it was the all-about-me generation.
0: You know, kids kids are growing up thinking the oceans are rising, the ice caps are melting, polar bears are dying and oh my god we're all going to drown. You know. Yeah, well,
1: I got news for them. According to NASA, the polar caps are expanding. So there goes your whole nonsense
0: right down the tubes. Well, and according to NOAA, right? National mm-hmm. Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. Mm-hmm. They say the temperature hasn't risen Exactly. So, You know, I mean, you know, now, follow the science when it comes to wearing masks and and getting yourself jabbed with chemicals. You have no idea what it'll do to you down the road. Follow the science. But, boy, if you follow the science on climate change, well, you're a heretic. You're a climate denier. I don't deny the climate.
1: The climate
0: has been here since the Earth first (laughs) formed and will be here until the Earth ends. (laughs) Is this breaking news? The climate exists? I
1: know, (laughs) and has always existed. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous.
0: I saw an article today that NASA is watching an asteroid that may hit Earth in 2047. Yes. Now, if that yeah. hits, all bets are off. It doesn't matter what the climate is.
1: Yeah, but by twenty forty seven, remember, we already tested a defense weapon with one of the astrono- asteroids, and it worked. Where well, you can just pu- all you need to do is push the asteroid a minuscule amount of degrees, and it actually does not collide with Earth within another thirty years, twenty odd years. We'll have that technology more improved where whatever is coming Uh, at us is not going to hit us.
0: No, we won't have that technology, Diane, because we're all going to be dead in five years. Oh, excuse me. Okay, so then (laughs) it won't matter. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is how ridiculous this is. Yeah. You know, you got you got politicians telling us we only got five or six years left, but NASA is watching something that, that's going to hit in you know thirty years. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, this this is crazy. And then then you got Kamala Harris standing up there in front of a group of people trying to act all concerned and all you know rot with angst. You know, we have children with issues with climate, mental health well,
1: you know what, the one who needs a mental health checkup from the neck up is Kamala because this woman is a liar across the board, including Craig, that recent lie that she just told when she said when she was little, she asked her mommy, why do conservatives hate us? Why are they bad? Well, I hate to tell Kamala, when she was a little girl, The Conservatives weren't a big thing. That name wasn't a big thing. You were a Republican or a Democrat, Kamala, including your mother and your father. Conservatives (laughs) was not the group that they are decades later. This woman, just everything that spews out of her mouth is either idiotic, insane, or an
0: out-and-out lie. But she loves school buses. She loves big yellow school buses. Oh, I love school buses. As much as Joe
1: Biden loves his pudding?
0: I I think they're on par with each other, actually, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, she
1: even the Democrats are probably keeping Joe in office not to get her.
0: You know, this, I'll tell you what this climate mental health thing is. It's a brand new level of victimization. Now yes. we have kids that are victims of climate mental health, and oh, do they need the government to step in and save them.
1: Well, you know what? If they need the government to save them, go to the government. You'll end up as, as dumb as a doorknob.
0: As dumb as Kamala Harris. Literally, yes. <laughs> Finally tonight, Dr. Jill makes the news. Now, Diane, I, I hate to break it to you and ladies, you know, that are listening live or listening to the podcast in the days to come, I I hate to inform you, but womanhood is done. It's finished. It's over. It's washed up, kaput, you're finished. <laughs> So
1: says Dr. Jill because she gave a Woman of Courage Award very recently to a biological male from Argentina on International Women's Day. This woman, Jill, and I don't call her doctor. She's not a medical doctor, by the way, folks. She's a PhD doctor. Um, you can't find a real woman to give this award to you got to find a male pretending to be a woman and then shame all us real women everywhere including yourself that's well, how bad this nonsense has become
0: you know to to quote steven tyler dude looks like a lady yeah um let it sink in folks the women of courage award went to a dude yeah okay now i'll tell you it it was funny as hell because they're making a big thing of it it's international not not just national international women's day right the day to celebrate women around the globe and they a they couldn't find an american to give the thing to so it was a dude from argentina uh, Wearing a an dress, and I'm pretty sure he had a five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. So they're they're up there on stage, and all the liberals are just giddy. Oh yes, this is so well deserved, and they're applauding. Well, it wasn't just Doctor Jill; it was also Anthony Blinken. Yes. Okay, because it's international, right? Mm-hmm. So so you got to have Secretary of State Anthony Blinken up there. Now, Dr. Jill actually hands the award to this dude, right? And the dude leans in for a cheek kiss, right? Yeah. So then the dude goes over to Anthony Blinken, and Blinken sticks his hand out to shake this dude's hand. They shake hands, and then... The dude leans in and Anthony Blinken has to do the cheek kiss.
1: Oh. Poor and thing, and he probably enjoyed it.
0: There there was there was an instant there where he you could tell, you could see it in his face, like I don't really want to do this, but he had to play the part. You know, right. the guy the guy is such a spineless worm that he couldn't say no, I'm good. Right. You know, such a spineless worm, he has to play the part. He has to play make-believe. Yeah. You know, and, and that was that was the really interesting part of this, you know. Now, I, I got to thinking, you know, what else? I mean, it was like a year ago they gave a transgender woman of the year. Okay, Time, I think it was Time Magazine or People Magazine or something. Uh, gave that to a transgender. You've got... Uh, that that trans college swimmer competing mm-hmm. as a girl. But remember, it started with Bruce Jenner, where all this publicity came out. Right. But Bruce Jenner at least has some common sense about him because he says biological males should not be competing against biological females. That's true.
1: And he is a Republican, which is surprising. Yes. You know,
0: so Bruce Jenner actually... You know, has has some common sense yeah. about him. Um, yeah, you know, it, but all these liberals, you know, you, oh, you got to pretend they're they're real women. You know, no. Well, I mean, they couldn't find an accomplished real woman to give the Woman of Courage Award to. I mean, yeah. you've got accomplished women in. The, the sciences, medicine, uh, as captains of industry, uh, you've got, you know, it's, it's a Women of Courage Award. How many accomplished women do we have in the military right now? My goodness, you couldn't find a woman in the military, an actual biological woman in the military, to give the Courage Award to? You know, and if you're looking for an accomplished woman— and it's got to be a Democrat, and they got to tick off some of the social boxes. Why didn't they just give the Woman of Courage Award to Karine Jean Pierre? Oh, God. Now, Medusa. Now, yeah, now I'll, t- I'll tell you why I say that. Okay. Yeah. She's a biological woman, she's black, she's a lesbian. So there she's ticking off three of the boxes. And as far as accomplishments, she is a very accomplished liar. That's
1: true. With the worst hair I've ever seen. I don't think it's ever met a comb.
0: You know, and uh, and she she has the courage to go out in public like that. Yeah. You know, so why not her? I mean, an accomplished liar that's actually a biological woman makes more sense than this. But listen to why this... Dude got the award
1: because he, she, currently serves as Argentina's special envoy for sexual orientation and gender identity in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, International Trade and Worship. Now, the State Department said this dude had actively campaigned to change the name of the, quote, National Women's Conference to the Plurinational Conference of Women and Lesbian, Cross Dresser, Transgender, Bisexual, Intersex, and Nonbinary Persons to include diverse, dissident, and radicalized identities. That is her contribution to womanhood.
0: Okay, you're you're making this crap up now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, she, she okay, what first of all let's just put this to a screeching halt here for a minute. First of all, what used to be the title of the conference? What, what was it originally?
1: Originally, yeah. I think it's the, it was Argentina special envoy for then The conference was sexual orientation and gender identity.
0: Okay. First of all, Why do we need international envoys for that? We don't. I mean, worldwide, how many people does that represent? And in Argentina, I mean, how many people does that represent? We need a special envoy for that now? Okay, (sighs) so putting that aside, tell us again... Because we only have, if you can do it, we only have eight minutes left in the show. So what is the conference called now?
1: Okay, now it's <laughs> the National Women's Conference to the Plurinational Conference of Women and Lesbian, Cross-Dresser, Transgender, Bisexual, Intersex, and Non-Binary Persons. And they want to add to that oh no to include diverse dissident and radicalized identities in other words guys this is a big conference about names about nothing this is from the same people and sarah huckabee sanders said it the best this is from the same people that cannot tell the difference between a man and a woman they don't even know what a woman is
0: Okay, so here's the most important question I'm going to ask you all night, Diane. Okay. So I hope you got your thinking cap on. Okay. Does that include Argentinian jars of mayonnaise? Of course it does. Because Thank it's your God.
1: Favorite. <laughs>
0: Thank
1: God. That could be under radicalized identities.
0: Thank God jars of mayonnaise in Argentina are now well represented by their own official envoy, a dude dressed up as a woman. You know what's so funny? In, In case you don't know what
1: a woman is, these people at this conference, a woman has a uterus, a vagina, breasts ovaries, can give birth if, the, if they want to. That's a woman. A man has a penis, testicles, scrotum, and doesn't have a uterus. Men cannot get pregnant. I hate to tell these people, there is no way unless they're a woman pretending to be a dude who gets impregnated, artif- you know, artificial insemination, whatever. The, you just look at biology you cannot change at this time in our human development we are unable to change dna we are unable to change genetics so everything else is simple
0: play acting so the definition you gave of a woman tends to also fit a lot of liberal men at least they think well, it does. They,
1: they think it does. Yeah. No. Think, of the picture, think of the picture of Pete Buttigieg with the phony boobs on, trying to breastfeed he he and his
0: partner's new child. I mean, the, I mean this this is gets more ridiculous by the minute. Exactly. You know, if you were a past winner of the Women of Courage Award, okay. What would you think of I mean, obviously you would have been proud in the past to have won the award. I mean it, it would it would stand for accomplishments you made in your life, right? Now I'd send it back. <laughs> now it stands for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean what if if you're a past winner of the women of Courage award, what do you think of it now? what they basically did was they,
1: and Jill Biden should be ashamed of herself, they made a mockery of womanhood, of what it is to be a woman. And I don't care if you're a lesbian woman or a straight woman, because lesbian women deem themselves women just like straight women do. You've made a mockery of womanhood. you made a mockery of half of the world's population. And you think this is an honor what you've done? You're an embarrassment to your own sex, let alone our country. This award given to the dude is an embarrassment because it was done at the White House.
0: I, I mean this this is just crazed. Yes. Um I mean I don't I don't know how else to put it.
1: No. There is no way to to put it. And every time I think of that picture of Buttigieg with the phony uh, breast trying to breastfeed a baby, it, it just it turns my stomach and this is what they're trying to teach children is acceptable this is just wrong on so many levels and I'm not talking about religious levels or anything like that I'm talking about on simple common sense science medical facts what these people are doing is making a mockery really of scientific
0: institutions well what about feminism what whatever happened they don't, to all they the, don't care about that what, what happened to all the feminists out there they keep that, their mouth shut now because they're democrats most of them i mean, I mean uh, this shows you what what a Pathetic movement that was, and, and with with all due respect and apologies to Helen Reddy, right? I am mm-hmm. woman. Watch me pee yep. standing up. Look at me. I mean, I know. Oh, God. what what are what are these liberals doing to females? They're they're downplaying them. They're dismissing them. Right. But the thing is, Craig, you got to
1: understand the. Bottom line reason of why they're all doing this. They're creating victims. They're creating their next generation of indoctrinated voters. This is all a political agenda. This is part of the the leftist political agenda. Everyone's a victim. The government will save you, and the hell with everybody
0: else. I want my own envoy. I want an envoy that represents me. Okay, could you it know. be a
1: snarky envoy?
0: <laughs> sure, an envoy of common sense. Right, you know, you know something.
1: Som- sometimes you gotta wonder, you know, where's an asteroid when you really need it? Like drop it on the- on the Democrat Congress or something. It, it, this is insanity. What's Great. going on in this country? And we're a laughing
0: stock worldwide. Crazy liberals have their heads up their asteroids.
1: Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do.
0: Oh, man. Folks, if you missed any part of tonight's show, we're sorry. But you can make up for it by going to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, clicking on the podcast button, and being a pod person.
1: Yes. Between 6 and 7 a.m., it'll be
0: up. So says the guru of the podcast.
1: I know. And when, you know, when you go on to Windows 11 for the first time, folks, and I've been putting, off, putting it off, updating to Windows 11, but I finally did it because my computer's compatible for it and, and it took a second to do it, but it is a little bit different. So things that you're used to doing a certain way, like when I put the podcasts on, it's not quite the same. And you've got to, you know, adjust your way of doing things a little bit.
0: Well, I tell you, you're awfully close to being a victim. Maybe you should apply for government assistance. <laughs>
1: I'd, rather, I'd rather be, you know, in the little jar on someone's mantle than
0: apply to the government for anything. Yeah, well, we've run out of time. Yes, that was fun, though. That was oh. a fun, fast hour.
1: Hey, will I get in trouble for saying body parts on air?
0: Not for me. Oh, okay. You were very, you were very clinical about it.
1: That's true. I gave a biology lesson. <laughs> With that
0: folks. I'll say good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. I want my own envoy for dudes who know they're dudes. Okay.